0: i guess you could call it worship practice <laughs> i hate that word but uh it'll be a time on friday nights if you can come great if you can't come great don't feel bad about it <laughs> but if you can come we'll we'll try to make this an evening of uh worship we could pray for each other we we're gonna have a meal Eat so we'll up. have a meal Food. and now everyone's listening
1: <laughs> now everyone's like,
0: food, food, so food, food, food on Friday. Food, fellowship, worship, if made. you can make it. And what we're going to start preparing for is uh, the Easter service, Resurrection Sunday, too. So we'll start doing some uh, new tunes, maybe some old tunes. And uh, so just so, Oliver... Oliver, raise your hand. Does everybody know Oliver? That's Oliver over there. The and he decided that he wore his special outfit today.
1: <laughs> One <onesie>. G. His pajamas. <laughs> so PJs.
0: Next week is Pajama Sunday. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Maybe we'll do that Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but. Uh, it was this last summer and the boys and I, because I would watch the boys a lot during the summer, would come down to the church a lot and we'd practice. We, uh, Jack would play drums or Ephraim or Ollie, would, they'd pick up the guitars. Grandpa would get mad the next week when he saw they were messed <laughs> Somebody with. Somebody <laughs> played with the instruments. He's, He's like, on, who was it? on the stage? at the church
1: this week. <laughs> Yeah, gunky, gummy Um, bears on my string.
0: But one of the things that Ali would do a lot is, like, he would pretend, like, to just, he'd talk about communion. He'd, he'd like, make announcements. (laughs) But I really believe that it's the beginning of the prophetic gift in his life because this one time, we were, like, listening to him, and he's, like, he takes the mic. Nobody's here, right? It's during the day. We're just playing. And he's like, "We're to gather Friday nights for worship and communion." And like he was so serious, and all of us were like, "What?" <laughs> so this is—we've uh, uh, been—we've been thinking about it a lot, um, and so yeah, I thought perfect time. Let's give it a try and getting ready for Easter and Resurrection Sunday. So this Friday, um, what do we say, 6 o'clock, 6.30?
1: Maybe 6.30 because of dinner. Yeah, I would say 6.30 because of dinner and getting out of work at 5.30. So we'll we'll say
0: say 6.30-ish. We'll try to eat around 6.30 and then practice around 7. And anyone is welcome. And anyone who wants to... Uh, be a part of the choir and sing like,
1: like a bass everyone, player maybe? It's gonna, be,
0: well, it's gonna be open like no pressure. But the, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>, none <not laughs> <not> at all. <laughs> but Before the
0: conditions. The, <laughs> oh, there
1: we go. <laughs> we, have two, bass we have two. We have two bass players. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this. Is, what does that mean? We're gonna be a thumping band. <laughs>
1: We're well, gonna we're all that. a bunch of ragamuffins who love that's Jesus, right. so that's, right. that's all that matters. You, yep. Know? Yep.
0: you guys watching for Grandma and Hart back there?
1: <laughs> yeah, we have to watch for, our Wait, elders. for the elders. We'll, we'll
0: see if they make it. God help them. Be with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, as far as the music today, Joe... Doing today we're doing Jesus does made for
1: more and I speak Jesus. Yeah, if you praise Lord I God, I pray that you would just flow through us your holy Spirit Lord God today and that you would minister to us and to all of our needs. Lord we know you know how needy of a people we are and how much we need you Lord Jesus and I just thank you Lord for all you've been doing Lord and I thank you for what you're going to do here in this place. And we're, we're always excited for, Lord, for just, just getting downloaded from you, Lord God, into our lives. And, Lord God, and we just pray that we would just show the love of Jesus to those, Lord God, all around us every day, that we would be the light that you've called us to be, Lord God. And help us never to hide that light or be ashamed, but be excited, in Lord God, and be thankful. Lord Jesus for all the things you've done for each one of us here and I just um, praise you Lord God for this day in Jesus name Amen
0: 1 Peter 2 9 okay? this next song is about who God has called us to be it's who he's called us to be and it's everyone because Jesus says I don't want to lose one he doesn't want to lose one. It's Amen. not just the people sitting here today. It's not just the believers and Christians. It's every single person that he gave life to, he gave breath to. And this is what he says, but you are a chosen people. You are a chosen people. He, and he didn't just choose us. He chose all of his creation, but they have a choice. We all have a choice. We have a choice here this morning. Oh, that one first. Are we going to choose him? Are we going to choose his calling? Are we going to choose Jesus? But you are a chosen people. You're a royal priesthood. That's what he's called us to. A royal priesthood of believers. So we can minister as priests. To this lost and dying and broken world, people. And this is what else it says. You're God's special possession. This is for all of us. Like, we're his special possession. Why? That you may declare the praises. And that's why we're here today. Because we're here to say he saved us. He set us free. He forgiven us. He delivered us. He is our King. He He is our Lord. He redeemed us. He took the keys of hell and death and he redeemed us forever and ever. Amen. That you might declare those praises of him who called you out of darkness. Called you out of darkness. And into His wonderful light. Did you hear that, kids? Amen. He's called you out of darkness, the darkness of evil. The world, the word says, we don't fight flesh and blood. Our enemy isn't uh, our neighbor. We're to love our neighbor as ourselves, and I don't care what kind of neighbor it is. We're to love them as ourselves. Our enemy is darkness. It's evil. It's the devil and his hordes, and they're out to get us. But guess what? It doesn't matter because he's called us out of it. And we can choose. We can choose this morning. We can choose every morning, every day to follow him into his wonderful light, into his wonderful light where there's complete protection. It makes me think of what heaven is going to be. And we can live in that light here on this earth. We just have to answer that call. You're a chosen people. Can you answer that call? So our song is Made for More. And it's about answering that call. It's about realizing you weren't made to tend a grave. You're not made to stay in the past and fix that. You're made to live with Christ as a chosen person, a royal priest, called. So let's answer that call tomorrow as we come and we declare his praises together this morning. For more, a chosen people, a royal priesthood. Listen, we have access to creator god who created this world who created the heavens how do we receive that by his holy spirit we receive him he comes into our heart into our life he fills us and i'm going to tell you as we come to worship as we come here and we sing to him and we sing worship and let me tell you, he says, lift up holy hands. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a um,
1: voice, of, voice triumph. of
0: triumph. Amen. Like, though, this is how we receive it many, many times. There's, there's many ways, but one is coming together as a body. Kids, are you listening? Listen to this, Oliver. Coming together as a body, right, and then the Holy Spirit comes in. That's why we lift our hands. We want to worship him. And it's a, it's, it's a way that as we offer ourselves to him, he'll just fill you. He'll fill you.
1: Offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Holy
0: and acceptable. Holy and acceptable
1: to the Lord. This is your
0: Reasonable service, service. Worship. of worship. Amen with the lord you know we need it just as much as the little babies we all need it every day a fresh anointing a fresh filling don't think if you've walked with god for a lot of years like mom and ed they're the champions but every day you need the holy spirit right ed a fresh anointing a fresh renewed anointing every single day so so just let's join together, and as we sing this last song together, I speak Jesus. Uh, we speak it over each other today. The name, just the simple name, there's power in the name, J-E-S-U-S. There's power in the name of Jesus. God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We just ask you to come this morning with the fire of your Holy Spirit and burn through this place, Lord. Lord, like you came to the upper room with tongues of fire and and a mighty rushing wind. Lord, we ask for your presence here with us this morning. And we give you glory. We give you praise. We give you honor. We bow before before you and before your will. We say yes, Lord. And amen to you, amen. Jesus. To you, precious, precious Jesus. And everyone said amen. 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 Do you want to do the church clap after communion? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Luke 22:14.
1: <laughs>
0: I know I need I need somebody I need somebody to do mine. <laughs> Well, he's passing out the communion, and uh, so I wanted to. We're gonna. So Luke twenty two, verse fourteen, is the scripture of the Lord's supper. And thank you, buddy. So we're gonna read that together. Wow, mine works. Okay. Um, as, we're, as we're having communion this morning, I just want to remind you that, um, as I was talking about earlier, the ways that we have koinonia, that's the word for communion, with God, which is connection. It's connection. And that's what we need. We need connection with God. We need to be connected to his Holy Spirit and one way that we have connection that he promised us is through partaking of communion together as he did with his disciples in uh, the upper room and it was the night, it was that very night that he was taken to be crucified by the Roman soldiers but he left, he left us with this final instruction. And this is why we do this together is because he said, he told us that we had to eat the bread. We had to eat his bread. And he said, I'm the bread of life. He said, I'm the bread of life. You have to eat my bread and you have to drink my blood if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he told his disciples in this dinner, he said, this bread is my body, broken for you. This bread is my body. This cup is my blood. And so he was telling them the mystery of communion. Now, I, sometimes Ali will come in because he loves communion, And he'll run over and he'll grab a communion cup and be like, Grandma, can I have a communion? And I'm like, yep, you can have one. Because it's not the cup, this cup, right, Susie? Definitely not this cup. (laughs) And it's not the bread that is Jesus. It's when we partake by faith. That's why you can be home in your kitchen. You can be by your bedside of your sick child praying and partake of communion together for healing. And when you partake by faith, by faith and the word and obedience to Jesus, that bread becomes his DNA and it comes into us. That blood pours over every sin and cleanses us. The word says white as snow. That's nothing we can do. That's what he does. And this is one way. So we partake together today. But I, again, encourage you, as time goes on, and as troubles may come, just partake. You know, grab the Strowman's and get the (laughs) grape juice or orange juice. And take it, (laughs) take it in faith. Jesus' body broken for you, for your healing. And as you take it by faith, pray for others who need healing. Pray for others who need healing. Believe it. Make yourself believe it. Say, I will believe. And pray and say, the word says, Lord, Help my unbelief. There's nothing wrong with that. We always need more faith. We always need to believe more. Right? You're, it, it's, a, it's a continual, continual thing. And Jesus will give you faith to believe, boys, that when you partake and that goes in your mouth and you obey him, that he comes into us, he enters into us, Why? Our obedience to him, our submission to him, and the supernatural power of communion that he told us in the scriptures. So we're just going to read the scripture, and then we'll partake. Can you stand? If you can. If you can't, that's fine. Here we go. Ready? One, two, five. When the hour came... Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread. Let's take the bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. So we break it together Just and let's partake. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Let's partake together. Thank you, you, Lord. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. And we're going to stop there. (laughs) And, Father, we thank you. Let's lift our hands together up to the Lord. Let's just lift up a hand to him. And let's thank him for his uh, giving his life for us. And, Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise. We give you praise, and we lift our hands. And we say, Lord, we want connection with you, Jesus. We want connection with you, and we pray, Holy Spirit, just come this morning and, and just fill us, fill us with a fresh anointing. We thank you for the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. Our church family's growing. Amen. God is good all the time. time. And it's important that we all gather together. I was sitting there and I was just, as we were taking communion, I couldn't help it, but I know God was speaking to me about um, how good it is to gather together and to be around like minded people in Christ Jesus that all have the same heart for God, that all want to please God and serve Him with a full heart. And how No matter if you feel like you're alone, you know, that God is with us. And when we're together, it builds each other up. I'll just give you the example that the Lord gave me. When I'm up here singing and Jordan's not there next to me, I feel like I'm lost in my voice. My voice sounds like it's lost, like I'm trying to find out where I should go with my range, and, like, I'm going to use Jordan as Jesus because he looks like him today with his hair down. So, it's like having Jesus right there <laughs> keeping me on tune, you know, and helping me. It really is, uh, it's an amazing because, you know, if you hear me up there singing just by myself and my wife will tell you, it's like by playing my guitar at home, boy, I'm way off of whacking out of tune, you know. But when you have somebody there to help you, you know, like Jesus, right? He's always there right beside you every day, every moment. You know, we just don't realize it. We don't think of it. We take it for granted most of our days, right? We don't really think about it, but he's really right there with us the whole time. You know, I mean, my wife has many testimonies of that, where Jesus is right there. You know, you might not think of it that he's there, but he's there. And he's there to help you, and he's there to keep you not just on tune, but keep you on track. And that's what happens when we all get together. That's why it's important for us to gather every week, at least once a week. So we can keep ourselves on track so we can help build each other up, right? And we can get fed by the Word of God. I mean, we should be feeding ourselves daily anyways by the Word of God, but to be encouraged, right? Right? I don't know, many times I've left the church service and I'm on fire for God. You know, many times. When we, we've gone to places to get encouragement and to get built up, and you're like, you know, or even in worship. You know, there's times in worship where I get in worship, where it's like I just feel the Holy Spirit so strong on me that i got to go out and tell somebody, and you know, I'll get in my car and I'll go down the road to the trailer park and start knocking on doors and saying, hey, Jesus loves you, and I do too, you know. <laughs> Come to church, you know, you try to gather them and grab them and bring them up and, you know, you got to be careful because you go out in your own flesh and sometimes the devil just, you know, right, gives you a little bit of humble pie. Trust me, that's happened many times. But you know what? The heart's there. It's all that matters is your heart's there. And God looks on the heart. He's the only one that can read the heart. So praise the Lord. All right, without that, further ado, Grace, come on down. It's time to take up an offering. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you and we praise you for what you're doing here. Lord, we look forward and are encouraged by your promises, Lord God, and that your promises are that you'll never fail us or forsake us. Your promises are that we can never outgive you, and that tithing is the only thing that we can test you in. And tithing is what we should all be doing. Lord God, on a daily basis, is giving back to you because you've given us so much. Lord God, and I just thank you for what you're doing. Lord God, again, I'm excited. I look forward to it. I pray, Lord God, that you would bless all those that give. Joe had the church app up there. You can give on the church app, Lord Jesus. But you can, Lord God, just, I know that you bless those that are faithful to you always. And Lord, you've blessed I know you've blessed Julie and I many times, Lord God, above and beyond what we've ever expected, Lord God, and Lord, I know that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that you'll always be there for us, and I thank you for that, and we just trust you with everything we have, in Jesus' name, amen? Amen. All right. I don't know how long I'm going to be preaching today. I don't know how long. And I, I, like Corey said, as long as it takes, some days, you know, some days the Holy Spirit might just fall in this place so strongly that nobody's going to want to leave. You know, that, and I pray that that happens. I, I pray that we never put a timeline or limit on what God can do. You know, we should always not try to put God in a box. But God is the God of all creation, right? And he wants nothing to do but spend time with us, right? And we can just give him one day of the week. You know, think about that. One day, we should give him our lives every day. But like just one day of the week is still nothing. I mean, there's going to be times, I, I think this place is going to be, you know, in these times yet to come, I pray that this place is filled with people that are here because they're so desperate for God, because, because things out there in the world have gone so awry and so crazy that they just can't wait to get to church. I pray that they, that they don't even leave, that we set up cots, and that they make this place their home, and they live here as a place of protection and in covering, amen? And God will just sustain all of our needs according to His riches and glory, and I'm not going to worry about it, because, you know, I got a pond full of fish, I got a a woods full of deer, and we got gardens up there that we can feed people with, so, you know, with God, all things are possible, and He can multiply the fish and the loaves, amen? I got a great bread maker back there, behind the sound sound booth, we got possums, we got lots of squirrels, (laughs) so... With God, all things are possible. You know, he can feed us with quail and manna from heaven. Amen? Amen. So my wife's got my Bible kind of missing my pages here again. But that's okay. Because God is good. i got to find Romans. We're going to be reading out of Romans and Ephesians and Joel today. Let me find Romans real quick and I'll mark that page. Right here. Alright. So next month we're going to be celebrating Easter. And I'm telling you, I know God downloads my messages to my wife. She tells me, she goes, you never tell me what you're going to preach on. And I don't have to because God always tells her. Because she always spoils it up there at the worship team. You know, so... God always works through, the two become one, you know, after 30 years of marriage, pretty much. You know, the two become one. God speaks to me, and I think he's, he speaks to her the same things. But anyways, next month we're going to be celebrating Easter, believe it or not, on March 31st, the last Sunday of the month, which happens to be the very last day of the month. And I'm already thinking about Easter Sunday. I'm already thinking about the resurrection. I'm already thinking about what Jesus has done for us. And I really want to have us built up for that day. Because that day was just like a groundbreaking day. That day changed history forever. That, you know, shook the earth. That day shook the earth. The, the sky was turned to darkness. You know, you think about all the miracles and things that happened on that day of Jesus' death. And then his resurrection when the tomb was rolled away. You know, all of the things that happened are just amazing. You know, and I've said this before in my sermons that when Jesus came to earth, he so much changed the earth that time changed. We went from B.C. to A.D. You know, seriously. Time changed. But it marks the day that Jesus raised from the dead, giving us undeniable truths of his divinity and the sacrifice that he gave us to all humanity. Think about that. God, in all creation, who breathed out stars, who set everything in motion, all the planets, Who can name all the universes and galaxies, right? Ephraim, how many galaxies are in the universe? Trillions. Trillions. We can't even count them. And the universe is ever-expanding, correct? Ever-expanding. That's God's creation. His word going out. Word going out. Breathing stars. Like, how big is Musafa there, the biggest star that we know of? That's Mufasa. What's the star called? <laughs> but it's like, how big is it to, compared to our star? How many stars, our stars, can we put in that star? Like a trillion or a million stars in one. And God spoke that thing into existence. It's amazing what God can do. It's amazing. But what's even more amazing is that God took the humbleness of a man. Think about it. You know, his creation that he created out of the earth, out of dust. You know, man was created out of dirt. You know, that's probably why I love digging so much and and love the earth. You know what I mean? I love going out and doing the work in the ground because I was created from dirt. Right. And to dirt, I'm going to go back. And woman was created from man to be a helper from a rib. Right. Remember, God made Adam go into a deep sleep. He took a rib out and from that rib, he created a woman to help Adam as a helpmate. But I think of all these things that God did. And then God took on the humbleness of a man. And he lived with us for thirty three years. 30 to 33 years, you know, what they say. And he sacrificed himself for us. God experienced death, the most crucial, most painful death there was of of crucifixion at that time to save us. And he did that while we were all sinners. Think about that. You know, would you die for a sinner? Would you give your life for a man you don't even know, or a woman you don't even know, who's in blatant sin that might be disgusting sin to you and to your eyes, but like Jesus, it didn't matter to him because he loved him so much that he still went to the cross for him, and he died for them. And now he did that for all humanity, and he did that 2,000 years ago plus, And it's still effective today. He's still doing it today. And he'll keep doing it because of his grace and his mercy and his love for his creation until the day he returns. Now that day of Jesus' return is coming soon. We all know the times are crazy. We all can see it. You don't have to be a Christian You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out there's something going on. Right? Right. You don't have to be a prophet. All you got to do, I'm going to tell you the secret that I know. is It's in God's word about the end days. It's all written right out there. You know, I've said this before. is that God loves us so much that he wrote us a book, which is like a life map from the very beginning to the very end. And in that life map, he teaches us how to come to him and have eternal life and to be with him forever. And in that life map teaches us that life is going to throw us trials and it's going to throw things at us. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be hard times. But God is with you through every one of them. Each step of the way. If you're faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. And that's one of the biggest things I've learned in my Christian walk. If I'm faithful to God, right? If I'm faithful to God in the little things, the littlest things, God will be faithful to me in the big things and then the many things to come. And not only will he be faithful to me, but he promises me that he'll never forsake me or leave me that he'll be right there every step of the way. Yeah. Even though, even though it might not seem it, even though it, it might like, I feel like I'm so far away from God at times, he's right there. And all we got to do is just like, stop, drop, and roll almost, you know? <laughs> stop, drop, and roll, and think, God is there, he's for me. He's for me, he's for me, he's, for me. he's not against me, he's for Amen. me, he loves me, he has plans for me right so it reminds me of what Jesus did for me personally you know for me Jesus did a lot you know he really did a lot for me and i and i cannot deny it that Jesus did it you know that's the thing is in my what Jesus has done for me in my life personally and how he changed my life in an instant It was like an instant. It was like somebody took a light switch and went, click. The light's on. I see. I'm no longer in darkness. God, you saved me. You know, it was an instant. And it happened in an instant. And in that instant, I was changed forever. And I never looked back. It's like those sins have gone for as far as to the east as to the west. And you know what? And that's what Jesus did for us. He took all of our sins on the cross and he cast them as far away as the east is to the west, never to come back on you. So don't ever get burdened down feeling like you have so much sin on you that you are unforgivable. Because Jesus says, no, you come to me, you lay your burdens at the cross, I will forgive all your sins Not only that, but I will cleanse you and make you whole. I'll make you whiter than snow. Amen. Amen? That's what Jesus does. (laughs) Like we sing, right? That's what Jesus does. You know, I was talking with uh, somebody earlier today. I was talking to my brother, Corey. Praying for a friend who's got a problem with drinking. He needs Jesus. He needs Jesus because Jesus is the one that's going to make the change. Jesus is the only one, you know, that will make that right change. We should always be taking people from our hands and saying, Lord, I don't know what to do because a lot of times I don't know what to do with these situations. You know, all I can do is say, God, you need Jesus. You know, you need, you need the one that can truly help you. And I can't save you. In all of my strength, I can't do anything to save you. Only Jesus saves. Only Jesus redeems. I can't redeem anybody. I can't. Right? I can't. Only Jesus does. That's what Jesus does. That's his job. It's not our job. Our job is to take him from one hand... And get them into the hands of Jesus. And then we give them to Jesus. And we trust them with Jesus. Just like we do with our family. And our family members. We trust them fully with Jesus. Because there's no better place to be. Than in the hands of Jesus. Because Jesus will take that old. Crusty dirt. That's dried out. Lumpy. Add a little water to it. Called the Holy Spirit. Put it on his potter's wheel. And he'll make something beautiful out of it that we would never be able to make or imagine. Right? Because that's what Jesus does. That's what Jesus does. So, in uh, Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. And I'm going to go back and forth a little bit with the scriptures. Because I got excited writing my message today. You know, because God was revealing things to me. He was like, oh, that ties in with that one. Oh, that's right about this. And that's right about this. And I don't know if you ever had that experience. When you get into God's word, you know, like this is my this is my prayer closet. And like my wife and I talked about this morning, I got in there and I shut the door. And you have to go in your own prayer closet sometime and shut the door. Because if you leave the door open, then you get all these distractions, right, that come in. And I'm not I'm just talking about your mind too. You gotta find a place to go where you can get alone with God. And you can shut the door so you're only hearing what Jesus has to tell you. And you don't have somebody else come walking in there saying, Hello, hello, Chris. Hello, hello. You got to do this. Or, you got, or you're thinking about that. Well, you just devote that time to God. I would encourage you guys to try that sometime. You know, turn the phone off. Shut every, all your electronics off. Spend some time. Go into a place where nobody's going to bother you. It could be your garage, right? It could be your barn. It could be in your house. It could be in your base. It could be anywhere. You find a place where you can get alone, and you pray, and you seek God, and you shut the door. Shut the door to 2024. No, we shut the door on 2023, right? And we're going to shut the door on the devil in 2024. How about that, huh? Shut the door on the devil... On 2024, open the door to Christ in your heart, right? But shut the door on the devil, amen? Amen. Romans 5, 8 through 10. But God proves his own love for us, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us, right? How much more then, since we have now been justified... By His blood, justified by His blood, will we be saved through Him from wrath. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled, reconciled to God through the death of His Son, and how much more having been reconciled will we be saved by His life. Amen? That's what Jesus did. God died for us on the cross. He saved us, right, from death. He saved us for having to go through death. And then He reconciled us Through his life. Now the definition of reconciliation is this. The restoration of a fractured relationship. By overcoming grief, pain, and anger. The the reconciliation is the restoration of a fractured relationship. See, that's what we had before the cross. We had a fractured relationship with God. But God, through his grace and mercy and through his sacrifice, reconciled us. He mended that fracture. He breached it. It's what he did. Breached it. He bridged it. <laughs> I know somebody knows I preached about bridges the other week. You were you missed it. I'm sorry. But yeah. But God bridged that for us. Through reconciliation. By repairing what was broken. When you fracture something, and and I know there's some in here that know what a fracture is like. On a broken wrist or bones, collarbones, you know? They know what broken things look like. They know what a broken bone looks like and how it's fractured when it's under an x-ray. But God mends that brokenness. And he mends what was broken so that we can partake in this life that we're living right now. And not just in this life, but in the life to come the everlasting life amen God restored us even though we are fractured i can't help think of paul's letter and this is where god was going me going back and forth to the ephesians and i'm telling you ephesians is one of my favorite books in the bible ephesians chapter 1 i'm going to read from verse 3 all the way to verse 14. When Paul was writing this letter to the Ephesians, this morning I can just sense Paul's excitement about it. You know what I mean? It was like God just downloaded into Paul a fresh revelation of Christ, you know? And you got to understand who Paul was. Paul was taught from the Pharisees of Pharisees, you know? He was schooled uh, Paul would be like a doctorate in our times of religion, right? He was highly taught in religion and in the Pharisees and Sadducees like in the, uh, there was a certain way that he was taught. And Paul was a persecutor of Christians because to Paul that was coming against everything that he was taught, right? Paul was thinking, these guys are blaspheming. Christ isn't real. The Messiah is not here. That's all blasphemy. That's blasphemy. And they should be stoned to death. And Paul actually stoned people to death. Before his name was Paul, it was Saul from Tarshish. But God changed his name to Paul. And then Paul went out and he wrote most of all of these letters in the New Testament. He There's probably a third of the New Testament, if not more, has been written by Paul, the apostle. So Paul has this great conversion on the road to Damascus, miraculous conversion, where God actually shows up to Paul on the road to Damascus. Literally, he's talking with Jesus out there, and Jesus comes to Paul, or Saul at the time, and he says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? And he realizes that, Saul realizes at the time that he's actually persecuting the Christ, the Messiah, God, whom he loved and who he shared and who he was trying to protect the whole time. And then he sends a man to to Paul to pray for him because God put scales over his eyes. And then Paul goes out and evangelizes. He's like like God told the disciples, the apostles at the time. He said, I'm going to use Paul. He is my, he's going to be my handiwork to go out to the Gentiles and to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. He's my tool, basically. So Paul now he's gotten all these revelations from Christ. And he's a very wise. You have to understand, Paul is a very wise man, learned in the scriptures. He knows the prophecies. He knows the scriptures about the Messiah and about God and you know how they kept the Torah. And I can sense his excitement when he gets this letter to the Ephesians. He said, Blessed is the God in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens and in Christ. For he chose us in him, before the foundations of the world, to be holy and blameless in love before Him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for Himself, according to the good pleasures of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace that He lavished on us in the Beloved One. In Him, right, what I've been talking about, in Him we have... Redemption through His blood. So Christ redeemed us through His blood. The forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. In other words, He forgave us of all of His sin because God is a graceful God and merciful God. That He richly poured out on us with all wisdom and understanding. And this, when, when I ever read this in the Bible and it says mystery, my ears kind of perk up because it's like every, every kid wants to solve a mystery, right? You know, when you hear, oh, there's a mystery, let's go solve it. Or, or you, know, you know, like we make up these stories of running through the woods, there's a mystery out here, we got to just figure out what it is. So anyways, going back to my childhood there, that's okay because God wants us to become like children, right? Like little kids. So anyways, he made known to us the mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure that he purposed in Christ. So the mystery is in Christ Jesus. And the purposes of that mystery is that we would understand and, and grasp the full redemption of what Jesus has done for us. As a plan, as a plan for the right time. So this is this is what is amazing. Is amazing. He made known to us the mysteries of His will according to His good pleasures that He purposed in Christ as a plan for the right time, as a plan for the right time. And listen to this next scripture to bring everything together. In Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth in Him. Think about that for a moment. What's going to happen in these end days that we're living in? At the right time, Jesus is going to come back riding on a horse. He's bringing everything from heaven with Him. He is bringing everything from heaven with him. Not only that, at the right time, he's going to set up heaven on earth. Right? As it is and what do we as it is in heaven, so it shall be on earth. Amen. Right? At the right time. We are living in this time that's so close to the right time. I'm telling you. We're living in the end days. And that right time is going to be soon. And this is what's amazing. And this is what God was showing me. In him we have also received an inheritance because we were predestined according to the plan of the one who works out everything in agreement with the purpose of his will so that we who had already put our hope in Christ might bring praise to his glory. In him you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed. The Holy Spirit is the down payment of our inheritance. Until the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. Now this is what's exciting. This is what was getting me excited thinking about all of this. The Holy Spirit is the down payment until the redemption of His possession. Well, what is His possession? All of us. We are His possession. And we only have, right now, a down payment of the Holy Spirit. Think about that for a moment. We only have a small portion of the Holy Spirit. But, and I'm going to go over to Joel chapter 2 here in a minute. But, when Christ brings everything together in Him on earth as it is in heaven, the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out upon His creation like never before. The Holy Spirit will be poured out fully. We have a portion of the Holy Spirit now as a down payment, saying that you are His inheritance. We are the inheritance of Christ. We are partakers of the kingdom of heaven for those who believe in Jesus. We have the down payment. It's the Holy Spirit. But when Christ comes and He brings everything together, Both things in heaven and things on earth in Him. Then we're going to go to Joel chapter 2. And because of time, I would encourage you to read Joel chapter 2, verses 18, all the way up to verses 32. But because of time, I'm going to read Joel chapter 2, verses 28 to 32. And it says this. He says, after this, I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Right? I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Not just you're not just going to have a portion of the Holy Spirit anymore. It's the that portion of the Holy Spirit is your down payment of your inheritance. It's your security blanket saying, "Yeah, I'm a child of God, and I don't care what matter comes my way. I'm going to hold on to Jesus with all I've got because Jesus is all that matters, you know? I'm going to take that what Jesus has given me, that portion of it you know, and, and if we can only utilize that portion of the Holy Spirit to its fullest, think about the works that we will do. The Bible says we will do greater works. That's with a portion of the Holy Spirit. But when He pours out the Holy Spirit on all humanity, what's going to happen? Then your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will have dreams, and your young men will see visions. Do you know what happened to the first king of the Israelites? When he got around prophets, the Holy Spirit poured out upon him and he started prophesying. They thought Saul, who was the king, the first king of Israel, got around the prophets of God, got a little touch of the Holy Spirit, and he couldn't contain himself and he started prophesying. I can't imagine what's going to happen to all of us when the full measure of the Holy Spirit gets poured out upon us. Whew, that's going to be a day. I guarantee you not one of us is going to leave here because we're going to be prophesying to each other, running around fully excited and energized. We'll be like, and then the days are going to go by and you're going to be like, how long have we been in the church building? Well, it's been a month. Boy, we should eat some. I don't know. Maybe let's go get some fish and we'll make some loaves and fishes out of them. You know, I just, I get excited thinking about these things. And I hope you do too because they're, those are the days that are coming where your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy, right? Oliver could have been prophesying about Fridays, right? Hey, Friday night, worship and praise. We need food and communion, Grandma. All right, praise the Lord. It says your old men will have dreams and your young men will see visions. You know, this is stuff you need to start looking for. And you need to journal them, you know? Your young men. Young men out here, there's a lot of them. Write your dreams down, your visions. Your old men, write your dreams, your young men, visions. I know the Lord gives me dreams, all the spiritual dreams all the time. But then we got to take them to God because God, I believe, will give you the interpretation of that dream or vision. He's not just going to give you a dream or a vision and not give you the interpretation. You might need to pray and seek God for yourself because he will give it to you. If he gave you the dream or the vision, then he's going to give you the interpretation. Don't go try to seek other men. We make mistakes by going to seek other men. And then what happens, we we get their opinions on what that is. And sometimes they might sound good, but everything good is in God. Just like everything gold, you know, is in God. So you need to seek God for that dream or that vision that he gave you. And he will give you the interpretation of it. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen? Amen. I will even pour out my spirit on the male and female slaves in those days. I will display wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone, that means all, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. I don't care how hard or how hard-hearted you are or how hard-hearted others could be or how evil or mean you might think somebody is or doesn't deserve salvation or Christ if they call on the name of the Lord right up to the very end of their deathbed, then God says everyone will be saved. I mean, look at the sinner that was on the cross with Jesus as the example. He said, the one guy was mocking him. He said to him, he goes, why are you mocking Jesus? We're here because we deserve to be here on this cross for the sins that we've committed. And then he turned to Jesus and he said, Jesus, forgive me. You know, forgive me for what I've done. And Jesus looked at him and he said, today you will be with me in my house. Right to the very end. Will you ask forgiveness to God, God is faithful and just. He will forgive you from all your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. No matter what you've done, we can all come to Jesus. Amen? amen I don't care what it is for there will be an escape for those on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem as the Lord promised among the survivors the Lord calls God is coming back right he's coming back and it's it's exciting to see all these things coming together. We are that generation, I believe, that's going to see God coming. And God has a plan for us, and it's a great plan. It's a great plan. We just need to hold on to that plan and don't let anything persuade us or turn us from it. I mean, the devil is real. He's out there, and he's out there tempting people and trying to pull you aside, trying to draw you away from what God has for you. I'm going to tell you this right now rebuke the devil, stand firm on your ground, and don't let go. Turn from your sins. I mean, we're all sinners, right? Every one of us here is a sinner. Not one of us is sinless. That would be Jesus. And, and I'm going to tell you, you know, he's, he died for us, but not one of us here is sinless. We've all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. We are in need of a Savior. We're all a bunch of ragamuffins. But I'm going to tell you by that name of Jesus, for all those that call on him will be saved. Every knee will bow, every tongue confess, it says in the end. Believers and unbelievers, that Jesus is Lord. He's coming back. Amen? Amen? Amen. And it's only that name of Jesus that has power. I'll leave you with this. We were watching these little video clips of this evangelist who went across the world evangelizing, speaking out on speaking in the name of Jesus. And he said it was so interesting to him that no matter where he went across the globe, across the world evangelizing and sharing Jesus, it was only when he said the name of Jesus that demons started to manifest. All over the world, this guy would set up and he would go out on a street ministry and he would preach. And every time he went to preach, when he spoke the name of Jesus, all of a sudden, you would see manifestations of the, of the devil coming up against him, getting right in his face, screaming at him. Telling them, we don't want to hear this. We don't want to hear your opinion on God and Jesus. And and actually, you know, going crazy. Like, it's it's like some of these video clips were amazing to watch. You know, these guys standing up, giving the Satan symbol or whatever that is. You know what I mean? Trying to praise the devil. I'm telling you, there is power in that name. And that is the only name that you can take around the world that has power. I guarantee you if he said it in the name of Confucius, nobody would have said a thing to him. Or Buddha. No manifestations would have ever taken place because of it. Makdi, whatever they believe in. Buddha, Confucius, Confucianism. Zen, or any of those things. None of that. But it's the name of Jesus. And that's who we're holding on to. We're holding on to the name of Jesus. Jesus is is that name. There's nothing like that name of Jesus. Amen. There's power in the name. And there's power in in the name of Jesus. And there's power in what he's done. And not only only do we know that, but the devil knows that too. And I'm going to tell you what you just hold on to Jesus, you rebuke the devil. And you'll see your redemption. You'll see him. And he'll be faithful to you. And he'll speak to you. And you get alone in that prayer room of yours. You know. He'll speak. God will speak to you. And give you direction. Amen. Amen. So Lord. I thank you and praise you for this day. I pray Father God. That Lord. That you would just have your way. Lord. With this word. Lord God. That I've read. And preached Lord God and I pray that Lord God whatever is of you would be hidden in our hearts anything that's of me Lord God we don't want any part of it but we only want what you have for us Lord Jesus and I just thank you and I praise you Lord for this day I thank you for each person here I pray that you would bless them abundantly that you would heal their bodies Lord God does anybody here need healing in their body raise their hand if you need healing in your body we want to pray for you does anybody need to be set free from any addiction or anything like that? We want to pray for you. We want to pray for healing for you. In Jesus' name, And Lord, we're, we're reaching out, Lord God, right now. In Jesus' name, we pray that you would heal them. That Lord, you know the needs of your people, of your children. Before we even ask, I pray that you would heal them, Lord Jesus. Heal them from the tips of their toes to the top of their heads. I pray that you would set the captives free from any addictions, or anything, Lord God, that would hold us back from you or keep us from you fully, Lord God. I pray, Lord, that you would just do miracles right now in Jesus' name, Lord God. And that your Holy Spirit, Lord God, would minister and your angels would minister to us. And I just pray this in your mighty name. And everybody said, amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God is good.